So the past few weeks, the beginning of the month we started, normally we preach through books of the Bible. Uh, we preached through books of the Bible. We went through the book of Mark over a year and a half. And so it went, we went through all of Mark, Mark 1 through 16. But in the summertime, we started a new series that for us, now for those of you that are just joining us today, our church started about uh, a year and a half ago. For whatever reason, you know, God had said, start a church here in the north side, the Heights area of Houston. And we started uh, a couple months before COVID started. I mean, the most perfect time to start a church. And we started right here. And for the majority part of last year, 2020, we were not here. I mean, we, we were here from services from January to March. And then we went all the way through 2020. And then we, we were a very small temporary time. We had to move to a hotel for, for a couple months. And some of you were part of that. And then we've been back the past three months um, here um, in this place. And it's been awesome. God is bringing new people. God is doing great things. But for us, as we're starting this church out, um, I still feel like we're like in year point one, you know, year 1.0 or 1.2 or whatever. You know, this is like do over first year. Um, as we're starting, I felt the desire that, that we would go over our core values as a church. Um, I firmly believe, and I've said this many times, what you value, you will behave based on what you value. So I say this, I love my wife. I love her, I adore her, I appreciate her as well. But if I value her, then I will behave, my actions will speak according to that. So because I love her, because I value her, I'm gonna shower her with, with love and appreciation and gifts and come on someone, you know, those of you who love your wife and your spouse or, you know, a husband or whatever, you love them, you're gonna spend time with them and everyone has a love language and everybody's a little different and receiving love. And the same thing works with the church. I mean, I believe if we love Jesus, we're going to talk about Jesus. If we truly love him, we're going to worship him. If we love God's word, we're going to preach it. We're going to study it. We're going to invest ourselves into it. Uh, last, uh, last time before Father's Day, we spoke about uh, one, one of our core values. And we have a whole banner outside that you can see the entire core values. But one of our core values a couple weeks ago was people are a passion. We have a desire to reach people right where they're at. Doesn't matter what they look like, what color of the skin they are, where they come from, what country they were born in, what language they speak. People are passionate. Anybody hear me today? People, we love people right where they're at. We're not here uh, to, to condemn. We're here to embrace people and teach them that God can set them free from whatever they have, whatever sin they're battling, that God can change their life and give them a new life in Jesus. People are a passion. The week before we talked about Jesus, our message. But Jesus is the, is the principal message of who we are in his church. This is not a pulpit to preach about all these other things. No, Jesus, everything points back to Jesus because that's how we interpret scripture. Everything's about Jesus. And today, because of Jesus, I want to talk about missions. Missions is our heartbeat. Missions is our heartbeat. This is what beats my heart. I, I can tell you, I've been, I've been waiting for this message for a couple months now. I've been, ex I've been excited, I've been exuberated, I've been, I've been compelled to preach about today's message. Because today I want to talk to you someone, because missions is dear to my heart. Some of you are like, what is missions? You know, it's the heartbeat of the church. You know, when you think about missions, what is it that you think about? Some of you think about the world. Maybe you grew up in a church that had a lot of flags and had a big old globe or something like that. Maybe for some of you, it's about, you're thinking about a missions trip. You know, when people talk about missions, they think about a mission trip, going to another country and taking pictures with kids and all that stuff. That, that might, may or may not be exactly what missions are about. I want to go a little bit further and deeper. 
Some people talk about missions. They think, oh, now the pastor's going to talk about money. You know, talking about, oh, well, we got to raise support for missions. And that, that is a part of missions, but I want to go deeper to what it means. Missions is ultimately a mindset. It's our lifestyle that we're following the heartbeat of God, of what God loves. God loves the world and he loves everybody. The Bible says in Mark chapter 12, and this is our commandment to, the, to us. He says, Mark chapter 12, verse 30, he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And he says, the second commandment is this, verse 31. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. There's no greater commandment greater than these. So two things, love God and love people. Love God because we love God, because God changed our lives. Then we want to show, demonstrate love for people. Wherever they're at, wherever context, whatever culture that they're in. The Bible tells us even in, in Christianese, we have this thing called the Great Commission. And the Great Commission is, is scriptural, it's biblical, but it's our mandate as Christians. Matthew 28, 19 says it like this. This is where Jesus, right before he was about to be, well, after he was crucified and resurrected, and before he ascended to heaven, he told his disciples this. If, if you listen to one thing Jesus said, this is, the, this is what Jesus told the church, and he told his disciples, and it's still true for us today. He says to him, he says, therefore, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Now, when, I'll pause right there. All nations. I mean, not just the United States of America, not just Mexico, not just, I mean, not, not just India, not just China, not, not just Pakistan, not just Kenya, not just I mean, Indonesia. I mean, not just Guatemala. I mean, just all nations. God is not a favorite. He's not exemptor of persons. You know, he loves all people. In fact, Jesus, when he was turning tables in the temple and he was angry at the, at the money changers, he said, my house shall be a house of prayer for all nations. Meaning this church should look like heaven. Anybody believe that? In a couple of weeks, we're going we're gonna to talk about diversity in the church, embracing diversity, us as a church. And my desire is that we would, we would look more like heaven every single day, that we're not just going to be a church full of one race, but a church of multiple races. I want it to look like Houston. And in Houston, as in Houston the most culturally diverse, most ethnically diverse city in the entire nation, over 97 languages spoken in this city of Houston alone every single day. I want this church to embrace the fact that there's so many nations that need Jesus and God is bringing the nations to us. Anybody hear me today? There's so many college students, university students that are here today from other nations and we have yet to tap into. He says, therefore go and make disciples. He didn't say make converts. He said disciples, meaning these are people that are going to be followers of Jesus. These are going to be followers of Jesus, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He said, verse 20, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Mark 16, 15. This is, this is another translation that says it like this, or another, actually another gospel that says the same thing. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Again, all creation is this inclusivity where God is not exclusive or respecter of certain people, but this is all people. 
I don't care how rich or poor someone is. I don't care where they've come from, what, what problems they've had in life, how drug addicted, alcohol addicted, how, how depressed they are. God loves them and he has a plan for them and a purpose for them. Go into all the world and preach the good news, the gospel. That, what does the word gospel mean? It literally means good news. Can I tell you, much of the world today has not heard the good news that Jesus Christ came he came to this earth and he has given him a new life. See, many of us today, we have to have a develop a missions mindset. This heart that is beyond the four walls of the church. When we talk about missions, it's about getting outside of these four walls and start thinking bigger and global. See, missions is both global and it's domestic. It is also foreign and local here in our backyard. It is across the sea, and in our neighborhood, in our own city, involves taking us out of our cultural context and stepping into another cultural context. It involves breaking down barriers, stepping out of our comfort zone, and showing the love of Christ to a lost and dying world. See, some of us have to get into the mentality that we got to get out of who we are, our upbringing, our cultural context, and stepping into other contexts that look different than us. We got to love everybody. You know, I, I love our cultures sometimes. I love our people sometimes. But sometimes we only want to hang out with our people. And I feel like we've lost touch of who God really loves. I, I feel like when, we, when, you, when you hang out with just your own type of people, with the own people for your own color of your skin. Come on, someone. Anybody listen to me right now? Like, like, like when you listen, when you just hang, when you're a Hispanic, listen, hanging out with only Hispanics or you're black, hang, hanging out with black, why? You, you're missing out of what God wants the church to look like. Go in, into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Doesn't matter where they come from. I mean, I could go to every, into every context and every single type of, of, of peop, thing that separates people today. The reality is, is Jesus is coming back one day. And for us, we, we as a church, we have to get ready and understand. We got to step out of our comfort zone. Ted Engstrom said it like this. He said, a congregation that is not deeply and earnestly involved in the worldwide proclamation of the gospel does not understand the nature of salvation. The reality is because God has saved us, we want to tell people about the gospel of Jesus. Oswald J. Smith, he said, any church not involved in a great commission has forfeited its biblical right to exist. I mean, um, he also said, you know, we talk of the second coming, but half the world has never heard of the first coming of Jesus. Can I tell you today, more than, more than 30% of people in the world today have never heard the name of Jesus Christ. Can you believe that? We take the Bible for granted. Well, you might have four or five Bibles sitting in your house somewhere, on your nightstand, you have it on your bookshelf, you have it in your car, and, and you have it on your phone, on your iPad. We take it for granted. But there's people, unreached people groups, as I like to call them, People groups that have never seen a Bible or even have the Bible translated in their own language. And we have as many versions as we want in our own language. Can you believe their unreached people groups are groups of people that they don't have a church in their community. They don't have a church in their city, in, in their area with people that can speak it in their own language. There's a lost and dying world out there. You know, when we talk about core values, what I want to embrace today is this idea that we're thinking beyond this room. 
or seeking and saving the lost and elevating the fact that we can move out of our area of comfort and see. The other day I was here and, and I feel like God's been even waking myself up as a pastor in the area of evangelism. I mean, the other day we were having a market and I just, conversation after conversation with people, people I did not know. And I brought my little evangelist friends with me, my, my little dogs, Osito and Cafecito with me. They're, they're great conversation starters um, as well with people. But imagine for me just talking, people didn't even know there was a church here. You know, and it's not for me to for, wait for people to come to us. It's us to go to them and talk to people. Got an opportunity to pray for several people, several families that have been hurt in the past. The past year has been difficult for a lot of people, and this is the time for the church to wake up. And if every single person in here were participating in that mission, imagine what God can do in this church. You see the space that's around you. You see all the chairs that are empty. Imagine what God can do in this church if we just had a heart that was awoken up to see lost people right where they're at and, and thinking, God, can you use me? Yes, he can, because God can use anybody. I'm a testimony of that. I'm nobody special. I'm just someone that, God's, that, I, that God called, and I said, yes. You know, Henry Martin said like this, the spirit of Christ is the spirit of missions. The nearer we get to him, the more intensely missionary we become. Can I tell you, I want to draw near to God. And the closer I draw near to God, he draws near to me, the Bible tells us. But as I get closer to God, the more of a missionary I want to be because because Jesus set me free, because Jesus broke every chain. He changed everything about my life. I want to tell people about Jesus. I want to be different. Be a missions church. I want to be a church that, man, that is so focused on lost people that every single day there's new people coming. And this is going to be a cyclical thing because people are going to be coming and we're going to be sending. The church is not a place just for for us to just stay here. We're a place to be sent out and commission people out as well. God has called the church to do two things today. I'm, I'm, real quick, first thing he's called in church is to go. To go, to be mobilized, to do something, to disciple. To go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. We just read that. We need people that will answer the call and leave their comfort zone, step out on faith and go to a place they never dreamed possible. Now, I'll break it down. I mean, this is going to be a bit of a teachable moment here because I love to educate people on what it means to go. There's two types of missionaries. There's those for the short term and those for the long term. A short term person could be someone that goes for a week, two weeks, maybe a month, maybe a semester. You're there for a season. Um, and I've, I've had the privilege of, I've worked in youth ministry the past uh, 10, 15 years of my life. I've been able to lead mission trips to Honduras, Guatemala, Chile, Spain, the Middle East. I've been to Dominican Republic. I've been to Kenya. I mean, I, I, I've been able to visit different countries. I've been um, even stateside mission trips here in, here in uh, New Orleans. And, you know, I've been able to uh, lead trips. These are, they're for the short term. Now, in the short term, um, you're not going to make a big impact in the country. I'll be honest with you. I mean, most people get confused that you're going to go for a week and change the entire country around. That's not, that's not possible. But what you can do is you can serve and be able to be a tool, an instrument to a local missionary that's already there. But when you're there too, I, I really believe when you go on a missions trip, and I would love for this church to be able to lead trips one day, um, that, that, that when we go, what happens is we don't just change people, they change us because we come back and be fueled because we stepped out of our context and we saw something else over there. 
And we woke up and said, you know, because here's what happens. We get stuck in our very comfortable American context, in our American dream. You know, we, have, we, we sleep good, we eat good. Um, some of us more than others. I mean, God bless you. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm not. You know, we're comfortable. I mean, you know, and, and we get so comfortable that we, we don't see what the rest of the world looks like. We don't see the hurt and, 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 and fears that they have, the problems that they have. And if only we understood that, things would change with our mindset. See, when I've traveled across the world, I've never come back the same because I feel like, I mean, I've been in places like Kenya where I went to small villages where people didn't have clean drinking water. They had to carry um, uh, gallons and gallons of water. Women would carry for hours and hours, two hours in every direction, walking on donkeys and mules just to have clean drinking water from a river. And it wasn't clean just to have water. And, and we've been able to build wells. I mean, last year when COVID happened, I mean, we were able to uh, donate to a missionary that was able to in Guatemala. And, and when people didn't have food to eat because of the pandemic and everybody being having to stay in their quarters and the places they lived, we were able to feed over 500 families through this church in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, when I think about, I mean, the world today, we, we're very comfortable. I mean, we, 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 we live cushy lives. I mean, we live really nice uh, places of comfort. And sometimes it requires us stepping out for a little bit. I mean, how many of you love I mean, it's, it's Texas heat? How many of you love some AC this week? I'm like, God bless. And you're like, curse you, ERCOT. <laughs> bless, <laughs> bless my AC company. You know, like... And I walked in this morning and, and I was like, ooh, feels good in here. You know, and, and we're so comfortable when we, when we complain about the, third world, the, the first world problems that we have. Because our cell phone doesn't work or our TikTok is not loading up right. Or I can't post my Instagram picture. Just keep on doing the little loop, 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 you know. And the heart of God is... You do things for the list of these, you do it for me. And, and that's the heart of who Jesus is. It's a lost and dying world. And I believe that when some people go for the short term, but not just people in the short term, I believe in people in the long term. The long term that people are going to call people in the church. I'm speaking to some of you young people too. Because not everybody's going to go for the long term, but, but some of you that are young, man, God might call you to a place where you're going to serve as a missionary full time. And, and what, that, what does that look like? You, you, that means you're, you're adjusting to a life in another context. That means you, you, you leave everything behind, whether, whatever you have here in this earth, I mean, in this, in this land, and you go to another place and, and you learn their language, you learn their cultural context, you learn what it takes to win the loss there, you disciple, and you're raising up leaders among national people. You're not their savior, but you're the person that is able to disciple for a long season. And that happens through years of being with them and, and, and discipling people and building relationships with people. There are some people that are long-term uh, career missionaries, I would call them. It's not necessarily a career, but, but that's, what, that's how people would describe it because it's, it's, it's what they, they would do for a long period of a time. We support many missionaries, even among this church. And um, some of you were handed a, a piece of paper. And at the end of the day, at the end, I'll, I'll share a little bit more about that. But here in this church, we value and believe in both those in the short term, those in the long term. 
There will be people from this church that will go for a short term, but I'm believing for people in this church that will raise up, that will go for the long term. People that we're going to send out and the weight of their ministry is going to be upon us to be able to support them and help them out. These are people that are going to live lives that are abandoned to their comfortable lifestyle and step out in faith into countries you never even thought possible. You know, countries you didn't even know existed. First thing God's asking us to go. Second thing God is calling us to do is give. Now it's like, oh, everybody gets taboo. Everybody gets, you know, a little weird because the pastor's talking about to give. But here's the thing. It's not about money. It's about our heart, where we're at, and how much we believe and invest. See, some of us are, we, are, we, we know God has not called us. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't encourage you to go if God hasn't called you somewhere. But I want you to give. You know, maybe, maybe God's not called you to go the rest of your life. I, I, don't, I wouldn't discourage you from praying about it, but I know it's not everybody's calling. But here's my prayer. That we would be invested in wanting to see people succeed in winning souls to places we cannot go, that we would do whatever it takes to help them get there. Last year, in a COVID pandemic year, look around you. We're not a big church. The Spanish service we have before this is even less. It's not a, there's not many of us here. But in the few that are a part of this church last year, over $7,800 was given to missions all around the world. Give God some praise for that. Now, for some of you, that sounds like a big number. For some of you, it's not. But I, I want to know, I want to believe in what God can do collectively in this church. Um, we've been a church less than two years. And in that time, over $16,524 has been given to missionaries all around the world. Come on, give, give, some, you know, give God a round of applause. But can I tell you, that's just a fragment of what God wants to do. I believe in God-sized dreams, and I believe what it is. And it's not about to fulfill. It's not about filling my my personal uh, agenda or or to keep my head up high or win an award. No, my desire is that we would we would be able to be sacrificial. We can be obedient to what God has called us to do, and listen to His voice, and react, and and be able to respond to send missionaries out. I would rather you give to missions and and and, and continue giving to missions, and more than anything, more than anything else. I want us to be a church that, that gives generously and, 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 and gives sacrificially. Is it possible that we can raise over $10,000 in this year? Is it possible that we can raise $25,000 only because people said, you know what, I'm here. You know, I want to believe that there's going to be a day that we're going to be raising a million dollars a year for missions. I want to believe that we can reach our community. And when I talk about missions, it's even our own backyard, the schools, the, the people around us, community centers. I mean, there's so much work to be done. And if it's only those people that are willing to be obedient and listen to God's voice, imagine what God can do. Imagine, I'm praying for people that would be faithful, creative. We need creativity. Some people are more creative than me. They're going to find ways to fuel money, you know, not for furthering our agenda, but furthering the gospel. Win people, win the lost. I'm praying for those. You know, money can never be a deciding factor in reaching the lost. Yes, reaching the gospel, reaching the lost can be expensive. But God has promised to provide every need. And I can tell you, it's expensive in other countries. There's a lot, I've been in some of these countries, and it's more expensive than you would ever even imagine to have the basic necessities. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invite, uh, um, we're going to pass around some, some sheets right now. 
Um, and some of you got it in when you walked in the door. Um, and, and some of you, um, you know, got it. It was at your seat or, or some of you didn't get it. But we're going to pass around some sheets. Everybody's going to get one as well today. And on these sheets that you have before you, um, as we're passing them around, I want to encourage you to believe in what God can do on our missions. See, each of us are part of this family, and we're each of us collectively, we can support and we can push what God can do. So what I want to do, I want to show you where missions dollars gives. I don't want to just talk about it, but I want to show you exactly where missions dollars is going. There are missionaries that are on this list. These are real people. These are people that I've known personally. I've met every single one of them. I've, I've been with them in times. I've, I've even been in some of their country settings with them. But these are families. These are friends of mine. They've been vetted. They're not just people off the street. No, no, these are people that are reputable, that have shown fruit in their ministry. But they're in different organizations. And, and at the bottom, too, there's other organizations like Convoy of Hope. That's a disaster relief organization. There's other organizations like Free International that works with sex trafficking here in Houston, Texas with Valerie Goff. Or um, a month ago, we had a, a young girl named Merani Ramos who, who's in Honduras. Uh, we've had different uh, of these uh, missionaries and workers uh, be part of our church. And, and, we're, and from time to time, we will have missionaries come and, and be part. And, we, and I want people to have that calling to even go. Maybe you're like, hey, you know what? I'll go on a trip with you. And, and I, would, I would think any missionary would love that. But what they need is your prayer and support. So this sheet that you have here, maybe you can put it on your, on your fridge or you can put it somewhere around your house as well. Because when you pray, I want you to pray with the mission's heart that you would pray for missionaries. People that have actually stepped out in faith and say, you know what, I'm going to go to Indonesia. I'm going to go to Guatemala. I'm going to go to these parts of the world because someone has to do it. But can I tell you, you might see a list of, you know, nine different missionaries. 10 different missionaries or, you know, as well that's on there. But can I tell you, that's just the beginning. This is only the beginning. I was reading a book right before we started the church and a couple of years ago, and it's, and it's a church, book by an uh, author named Dan Betzer. And um, the name of the book is um, Why Certain Churches Are Blessed. And the premise of the book is it's the heart of missions in the church. Talked about his church, and of course his church is a lot, much larger church than ours. But they said that missions is such an important part that they have in their midweek service every Wednesday night, they have a missionary speak every single week of the year. You know, several times on a Sunday, they'll, they'll never say no to a missionary. They might have to wait, but they'll never say no. In fact, they, they support so many missionaries. They have over 435 missionaries that they support on a monthly basis. Now, that number might sound crazy because you see like, you know, 10. <laughs> And you're like, wow, that's a lot myself. But can I tell you that there's going to be a day where we're going to come to a place where we're going to be supporting. I, I, instead of passing out one sheet, I'm going to be passing out to you a whole book. And, and when you and your family get together for prayer, you're going to be praying for those missionaries. I think we should teach our, young, our, our children to pray for missionaries. I mean, you know, these are people that have stepped foot. And at the same time, we also want to believe in church planting and people that are going to plant churches all around the world, including here in our, our own country. Cities that need a church. Some of you are like, man, there's churches everywhere. No, but there's still more people that are lost. This is the heart of God. This is the heart of who we need to be. This is our desire. This is what we value. 
I look at everything and I look at what it is. And I heard a missionary speak earlier this week. And, you know, people understand love languages. The love language of God is loving his people. His missions. When you love God and you love, and you, when you love his people, you're, you're, you're expressing to God the more love that you have for him because you want his people to know about him. And it doesn't matter what it costs. I want to be a church so consumed with missions. I want them to, to desire for, for, for missions to, to flow in us and who we are, not just, not just by showing flags. No, but really it oozes out of us. Partnering with organizations that are doing great things. Powerful works. I could go all day of places I've been and tell you this. It starts here in the heart. Today, I'm, I'm privileged to say that our church is in its infancy, as long as we've been. We're already sending out missionaries. Cyclical. People are going to come. They'll stay. We'll send them out. It's the cycle of the church. I'm not here to keep you guys. I'm here to send people out. And then it's going to stay. People are going to come. We're going to send people out. We're going to plant more churches one day. All across the city. And some of you are going to be asked to go. We're going to send people to different countries. Today I'm going to ask Monica. Monica, would you, would you come join me? So many of you guys know Monica. Give Monica a round of applause. And... Monica is, uh, is, is a friend of ours. We've known her for uh, over the past 10 years. But when we started the church, she, one of the first people that decided to come join us to be part of Vive Church to help us get started. She joined us um, almost at, right at the beginning, a little bit after the beginning of Vive. And she's been our worship leader. Uh, she's been, you know, a great help, Vive group leader as well. And she's helped us out as well. But from the very beginning, she had told us, you know, I, George, I know I'm going to be here for a little while, but I, I have a desire and a calling to go to a country called Moldova. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's in Eastern Europe, close to Russia. Um, I didn't even know it existed until she told me, you know. So um, that was her desire that God had put in her heart. She went, to, she went to school. She studied to be a missionary. This was her desire. But for, for a season, she gave her life to this church. And how many of you have been blessed by Monica in this church, by one way or shape or form? She's led worship. She's, she's prayed over many of you guys as well. And um, Monica, I, I, I'm going to put you on the spot. Would you share in just one minute just what God is doing in your life and what's happening right now? Oh, sure. Um, it, it's been pretty fast, but um, I didn't know that my time would come so soon. I knew that I had a call to missions when I was 16. Um, all I did, if I can just put it uh, plainly, um, I just said yes, and God started just guiding my steps towards towards Moldova. I didn't even, uh, as as well as Georgia, Moldova came in a dream. I thought maybe um, I can talk about that later, but I thought I was like, she, Monica's just seen too many chick flicks. Um, she made up her own country and thought it was Genovia, um, but sure enough, God proved that that was a country and just uh, broke my heart for the people that are there and. I'm going to be working with young people in college settings and getting to teach them English at the same time, as well as I'll be learning Romanian as well. So um, I, do need, I do need your prayer and support as I start. This has only just begun and can't wait to see what God's going to do next. 
Give her a round of applause. Thank you. So here's my prayer. Monica's the first of many in this church. I want you to know that. She's the first of many. And you know what? She's young. She's a woman. She's single. There's nothing. And I don't say that. I, I didn't say that. No, I didn't say that, that, that. Like, No, no, but I say that because, like, some of us people, like, you got to be grown up in order to serve God until I, until I get to this age. No, you can serve God at 16 years old, God called her. Imagine what God can do when you say yes to God. Imagine what you can do when you say yes to God. Imagine what you can do when you say yes to God. Uh, God, I'm here. I, I'm here to serve you. I'm here to love you. I'm here. I, I give everything to you, God. Imagine what God can do in your life. And today, I, the challenge for the church is this, is will we come up and partner with her? All those people around you, maybe there's someone that's breaking your heart right now, and there's a certain country, you don't know anything about them, but you see that their story, the picture there, and you say, man, one of those people, I, I want to support on a monthly basis. We have envelopes in the back. We you can go online. Um, I, I want us to pray and believe, and this is a challenge for us, that we would partner with her. And today, I want to pray for her. And today's going to end a little bit different. Normally, we, we have a different type of ending, but um, we're, we're going we're gonna to get into worship in just a moment. But, but before that, I want us to pray over her and pray that God will break our heart for missions, that we would come. And, and some of you, here, and here's what I'm going to do. We have a slide about giving to missions. If you, wanna, if you would like to give specifically to Monica, anything, if you, go to, uh, if you do a drop-down that says missions on there, and when you do the drop down, um, uh, when you go to the QR code or um, as well, you go to our website. And, and when you go there, you're able to give specifically to missions. Anything that's given today will be given specifically to Monica um, and as well to bless her as well. Um, she needs all the support that we can give as well. Um, but here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask everybody to stand. And I want us to extend our hands and pray. I'm going to ask my wife to come as well, uh, as well. And I want us to pray over her. Um, you might not see her for a while. She's not leaving yet. She actually, part of what she's going to do over the next several months and maybe, maybe you know, a year or so is, is visit churches and gain partners. But the blessed place to start is here in her home. This is her home church. You know, so we told her and said, you know what, we're going to pray for you. And, and you know, um, we might not see you for a little while, but this is always going to be your home. This is your home and this is where we have uh, you and so let's pray. I'm gonna ask you to extend your hands and I'm gonna pray over her today, Father God. Right now, Lord, we thank you, God, because you're so good to us. God, we thank you because you're raising up uh, champions, you're raising up leaders, you're raising up generals, God, you're raising up people that are gonna do your work in, of the gospel. When we can't go, they will go. God, when we can't step out to other countries, God, you'll step in, you, you allow other people to step into those countries. And God, we pray that our heart will, will, will be open to support in many ways. And first of all, in prayer. God, she's going to need prayer. It's going to be tough. It's gonna be, she's going to be lonely without her family, without her friends, without her, 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 every community that she has here. God, learning a new language, God. Learning a new culture, God. God, be with her and her coming and her going, God. Lord, we thank you, God, for all that you've done for her in her life. We love you, Lord, God. God, we thank you, God. We let Monica be the first of many more. We believe, God. Give us a heart for missions, God, where it doesn't matter what it costs us, God, but we just want to serve you and love on people. Lord, we thank you, God. In your name we pray. And everybody said, give a round of applause. Amen, amen. Amen, amen, amen. I'm, you can stay standing. We're, we're, we're about to... We're,
We're going to sing a song today. And everybody here watching online too as well, if, if, if you don't know Jesus, we want to give you an opportunity to know Jesus. This is why we do these things. Why do we do this? Because Jesus died for us. Why do we have a heart for missions? Because he, he wants us to give people life. When I think of missionaries, I, I, I think of them as people that, they're normal people that they just said yes to God. God says, go, give. And I, I want to challenge the church too. I, 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 want, I, want, I, want, I want us to be able to say, you know what? Okay, monthly, I'm going to be able to do this. $5 a month, $10 a month, 25 and so forth. Some of you can do way more than that. Some of you have, have jobs. Some of you have other things. Maybe, maybe there's something that, that you can do in your own home. Man, I'm just going to sell this. Do a garage sale. I'm gonna do all. I have all so much junk. Facebook Marketplace. You know what? And here, you know what, Monica, you can have the money. You can have it. These missionaries on there, they need it. But at the end of the day, it's not about money. It's about us exalting and pushing the kingdom of God. Because that's what it is. God died for us. We give our life for everyone else. So today I want to pray. If you're watching us online, if you need prayer today, we want to pray for you. But I'm invite everybody to just like sing your hands to heaven and sing with us this morning. God, we thank you, Lord, right now. God, we thank you because you have given us life, God. You've given us an opportunity, Lord, to serve you. God, we love you, Lord. We worship you, Father, God. And let missions be our heartbeat this morning. God, thank you, Lord.